Welcome to Gaia's Love, a podcast to guide you home into your human journey here on Earth. My name is Vivian Gerard, and it is my delight to co-create with Gaia and share our messages from Source in this now moment. Here we go. episode 392. It is Thursday, July 1st here in Cincinnati. It is rainy today. Everything is gray. and I mean, there's green from all the trees, but it is definitely kind of a gloomy summer day here in Cincinnati. So it's a perfect time to sit down and connect, connect with you. We are halfway through the year and i don't know about you but for me it's bringing up this sense of like a need to review um what has happened so far and like where where i'm going to take the next six months of the year and so this morning i decided to listen to a meditation that i created at the beginning of this year which i'll put the link to it um in the comments in the description it's a free meditation i do this once every year um, on new year's eve before the new year begins and I just tune into what's what's the frequency what what's arriving what's possible for us in this next calendar year and I listened to the message this morning as I was getting ready and it was so good <laughs> it was so much fun it was all about the perspective of the soul looking at this little planet and trying to decide why why <laughs> would I go to earth why would I want to be in what's happening down there uh, it was just so powerful to sit in that that joy of being the body here, this beautiful consciousness that chose this body and this journey that I am taking to tap into that and then to reconnect to the energy field of Gaia, this beautiful blue planet. I, I was just listening to it this morning and my heart was... It just kept expanding. I'm like, oh, I love this planet. I, I love the gloomy gray days. I love the green trees. We are so blessed here because all of this rain is going to make everything just gorgeous for our 4th of July holiday weekend activities and um, being able to be outside and play and soak up the sunshine in the pool. First, we get a little rain from Gaia. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> it's so good. And so the meditation um, feels like a good resource for all of us as as we sit at this halfway point of 2021. I, I, I feel like many people have been talking about this, but time is doing this weird thing. Sometimes it stretches and it feels like a day is so long and so spacious. And then most of the time now it feels like time is just contracted and squished. <laughs> And we're trying to fit everything in and there's all these things that need to be done and people that we need to see and talk to and it just feels almost unmanageable how how much needs to be accomplished in a day. And so when I was listening to the meditation this morning and and feeling the bigger picture, the the bigger awareness that it's this whole lifetime of a journey. It's 
from the very beginning of birth to the completion, however long that takes each one of us, it's the whole thing that we came for. And, and so when we choose how we spend each day and, and what we want to include or limit <laughs> what boundaries we need around our days, the whole journey becomes more fun. The title of the meditation that I made for the year was enjoying the journey. And, and I feel like I've done really well. If I were to review my six months, I feel like I've done really well the first six months. And I can also see where I still have some of those, you know, contractions or wanting to grip or wanting to force or push something to make it all work. There's, there's room to breathe. There's room to spread it out and, and slow it down and enjoy what is happening here even more than how I've already done it. So when I think of the next six months and what I want to include in my rest of 2021, there's a beautiful part in the meditation where at the end I, I guide myself because clearly I made the meditation so I would have it for today when I needed it. <laughs> but also for you, there's this guided question and answer, like who do you want to spend time with and what do you want to be doing and what do you want to taste? and what do you want to be focusing on when we when we have this moment right in the center? I mean, literally today we're in the center <laughs> of the year. That six months is over and this six months is beginning. How do we want to create that? And and when we're intentional and we have some guidance, you know, I want to go this way and I I want to feel this and see this. Our our reality is uh, able to follow those intentions and then we we manifest we create that thing that we desire i had a great question um we i have this small group that i call infinite embodiment pathways and it's just groups of four people who are really diving deeply into their embodiment and their purpose and their gifts here on earth and we had this great conversation the other day actually was this one Maybe this one was in the gym. I don't remember. It was a good conversation. We were talking, oh, it was in the gym. We were talking about Santero's video and she just created a new collective video and she was talking about the, the shift moving collectively from trying to analyze the past, figure out the past, clear the past to expanding our ability to see the future expanding through new ways our ability to visualize what it is that we want to do with the rest of our time with maybe just the rest of this year but maybe the rest of our lifetime expand it's like taking the viewfinder and expanding it and focusing it on the future instead of you know so many of us <laughs> we do this looking at the past looking at the future trying to be here but one of the beautiful women in the group said if all of our teachers you know, the big teachers of consciousness are telling us, be in the now. And San is giving us this message of stop looking at the past and focus on the future and allow it to expand and become bigger. Are we supposed to look at the future? Or are we supposed to look and be here now? <laughs> what, which one is it? And, and I find myself getting kind of jumbled sometimes in that, like, be present, be here, <laughs> my mind, be here now. This is what we talked about in the last podcast. But, and here's what I felt and I shared with the group. 
I said, it feels like this. If, if you, if you're in the now, which we are, and we're just focusing on this, our, our movement is just going to be whatever this now is. And so we might move this way. We might move this way. We might just stay still. We might focus on it. It's just kind of like here. But if we allow ourselves to look intentionally in the future a little bit, we don't have to go too far, but maybe the next six months, like, okay, if my intention is to visualize where I want to be in the next six months, how I want to feel or what I want to experience before the end of 2021, then when I'm here in this now, my experiences will feel different and my choices might turn me in one direction to follow this path to go to this now that I want to create. So for example, if I, here's one of my big ones. I'm, I'm having this like perimenopausal belly fat thing that everybody seems to talk about. <laughs> Apparently I'm gonna talk about it too. <laughs> and there is a real, this is around 50, I think this happens. There's a real uh, collective agreement that I believe women have made that when we reach this stage of life, we will have to have belly fat and it will look like this. And there's all these uh, descriptions that keep showing up in my Instagram feed of like the specific kind of way that a belly sits <laughs> when you have this fat, it's the craziest thing. And so I have bought into that because I keep seeing these images and people keep telling me, what if, what if that's not true? What if that's just a collective agreement? And there's actually something energetic that's happening underneath all of that. What if I tap into the energy underneath it? So for example, um, Louise Hay in her book, You Can Heal Your Life, which if you haven't read that yet, is a must read <laughs> for every, every soul that's in a human body. You should all read the book. It's Body 101, Body, Emotion, Energy 101. She describes that as protection. So we hold weight around ourselves to kind of protect because of whatever we want to protect from. So the belly is our second chakra going up into our third chakra. The perimenopausal belly fat image <laughs> is second chakra. It's a little lower than the stomach fat that other people may have. Second chakra, as we all know, is about giving and receiving pleasure, relationships, it's the creative being from the root being expressed, being, being formed into something. So when I tap into that as a, an energy, as a frequency, what I can feel is I'm protecting something I'm creating. I'm, I'm buffering some sort of relationship or some sort of uh, pleasure. I'm perhaps protecting the pleasure that I'm feeling. I'm, I'm not sure if it's safe to expand or receive more of it. So I'm just gonna kind of hold it and put weight <laughs> around it. And so I've been exploring this over the last couple of weeks. Like, what do I, what do I wanna know about this? What do I wanna do about it? If I'm in the now moment only and not being intentional about the future, I'm just gonna sit in the wondering of like, well, I hope I, hope I find a solution, I hope I gotta figure it out. I'll do this today. I'll do this today. In this moment, I'll do this. But I don't have a like a pathway that I'm putting in place for myself or a vision of what I would prefer to experience. So when I when I think of not needing that protection around my second chakra, 
the actually I'll show you the image that comes to mind. I don't know if it'll show this is my screensaver. It won't show you. I'll have to post a picture of it. My screensaver on my phone is this card from the Lightseer's tarot deck and it's called the sun. And it shows this woman and she's just like dancing out in a field with her arms open wide and her heart and her chakras open wide and the sunlight just coming all around her. She's just free, enjoying, expressing, moving. That to me would be the, the vision, the path I want to be moving towards that would not need protection around the second chakra. And so I become intentional. I, I see a vision by the end of this year, what my body would look like, what it would feel like, where I would want to be playing, what I would want to be doing, the kinds of relationships that would feel good to me, where I could express myself and dance and move. I'm not a great dancer, but I could get better. <laughs> or I could just be, I just be all myself and be in this place of creative expression with no need to protect, no need to like put my arms and my hands around my stomach and hold myself tight. That would be, that would be the collective understanding of that perimenopausal that that's, that's not my truth. That's not who I am. And so when I have a, a longer term vision, when I, when I listened to that meditation this morning, and it was all about the magic of the body, the, the, um, just the mystery of how the organs work and the air and the water move through and like just the incredible miracle of the human form. When I tap into that and then I have this long-term vision, a six-month vision of, of where I want to go and what it's going to look like, my now moment choices are different. So it's easier for me to go, I don't really want that extra food because I know I'm, I'm full. My stomach has received enough. I've nourished myself well. I don't need to add more into stuff and protect down. I can, I can picture like the kinds of clothes I would rather choose to be in than the ones that I'm wearing right now just because my yoga pants are comfy. <laughs> 2020 wardrobe, yoga pants <laughs> for everyone of all shapes and sizes, including my belly. <laughs> Oh, isn't it funny how we've all evolved <laughs> over the last year? <laughs> uh, so I hope I hope that's helpful for you as as we sit in this moment of transition. I mean, every moment is a moment of transition, and every day is a new opportunity to create something new. But specifically here, July first, six more months. What? What do you want the end of your year to look like? And maybe yours is not so much about body. Maybe it's about, I mean, mine is body, but it also is the creative expression and birthing that's behind, hidden underneath, inside the body. So maybe yours is similar. Maybe there's an idea that you have had that you just haven't allowed time and space so that you could like form it, <laughs> create it, mold it, and then do it maybe it's um speaking your truth to someone or um you know a relationship that you've been craving but you've got all these blocks up and you're trying to push people away and not allow that thing to come in and so now here you are at the middle of the year and you're watching this video and i'm like i don't know <laughs> what do you think 
Do you want that by the end of the year? If so, allow that vision to start guiding your now choices. So when you're sitting at home and you're feeling sad and you're like, wish I could meet somebody, wish I could have some fun. Maybe this is your reminder, like, oh yeah, like get up, <laughs> go to the park, go walk around, smile at somebody. Maybe you need to go to a different restaurant or a different part of town than where you normally visit or do your grocery shopping or run your errands and say hello to someone that you don't know before. Those magical moments when, when we follow that impulse that says, okay, get out of your comfort zone, do that, do that thing that's going to stretch you just a little bit. That's often the soul. It's kind of, you know, whispering <laughs> behind this big mind that has all these rules and boxes. That soul kind of taps around and dances. And it's like, go to that place, go talk to that person, or maybe you should do this thing online and it might meet you to, you know, this one. And the soul is not that it's sneaky it's that it has to work really hard to be hard <laughs> because the mind is so powerful and controlling and so the soul kind of tickles and laughs and dances to nudge us into something new for me so much of that is about laughter when i was listening to um, the meditation i made i had the giggles i was just laughing so hard and enjoying myself and that's the point enjoying enjoying the journey without allowing the laughter to come through allowing joy to be what guides your day instead of suffering and overwhelm and misery and you know you know i don't have to tell you about <laughs> that <laughs> and then i have another meditation for you so apparently at the middle of the year what we need is more meditation because clearly we have not yet solved the world's problems. And so maybe more meditation would be supportive. Okay, so the one that I chose, um, well, my soul <laughs> this morning, the rain came down and I looked outside. I'm like, okay, I guess I can't go for a run. So I need to do some yoga. I mean, I like yoga, but I don't usually do a long yoga. And so this morning I did a one hour yoga. It's called the, it's Kundalini. It's called the Kriya for self-reliance. And if you can look it up online, I'm sure you will find it. I believe when the creator of all of the Kundalini Kriyas did them, everyone has the same, like the Kriya for self-reliance is the same wherever you do it and whoever you hear it from. And so I believe you'll get the same one. But um, the last part, so he talks a lot in the yoga series in the Kriya about, you know, moving the energy and clearing the liver which holds all of our toxicity and needs to move it out and opening the heart chakra it's just beautiful the sequence of exercises will kick your butt <laughs> and also move a lot of energy but the last one is so beautiful and so this is one i believe this one specific exercise you could do as a meditation on its own and you will have just an amazing experience so you sit with your legs, you know, in yoga position and you have your hands in, uh, what do they call it? Gyan Mudra, Gyan Mudra. And you have your, um, I believe it's your middle finger and your thumb that are pressing together. Or is it your, maybe it's the, the index finger and the thumb. I think it is. And then you rest your 
fingers, your palm of your hand on your knees as you sit with your legs in yoga position and you have your back straight and you're just sitting. And in this, this specific exercise, you keep your eyes closed. You concentrate like on the, the uh, place where your nose meets your eyes. You kind of bring your inner sight down to the middle of your eyes. And then you turn your head to the right and to the left for 11 minutes. So when you turn your head to the right, you say out loud, Satnam. And when you turn your head to the left, you say out loud, Wahe Guru. So these are words from Sanskrit, um, which by the way, I had to look it up. I'm like, is Sanskrit the oldest language? It's not. It's the second oldest language, but it is what most of the ancient sacred books and scripts are written in is Sanskrit. So when you're saying these words, you are, you are verbalizing a sound that has been chanted from the beginning of time on our planet. Humans for thousands of years have chanted these, these sounds. And so there's a vibration that you tap into, a frequency of energy that you tap into that connects you to the consciousness of all of humans. It, it brings you into this powerful sound vibration. Satnam, when you say that on the right with your eyes closed, Satnam means I am truth. Truth is my essence. And when you turn your head to the left and you say Waheguru, it refers to God. It's the Sikh definition or word for God. And so the, the translation they have is the word of the divine. So you say, I am truth the word of the divine and you basically are bringing the two together you are weaving yourself with the divine in your truth the way that um he describes it in the the kriya how does he say he says when you're turning to the left your reliance is focused on infinite wisdom reliance in wahi guru gives self-reliance as a unit in Satnam. And so you're bringing the two together. He says, God consciousness is the freedom that you get from getting out of your fear complex. When your fear complex leaves you, you are God. What I love to do when I do this 11 minutes of just Satnam, Waheguru, Satnam, Waheguru, when you first when i first start doing it it's like i look to the right and then i look to the left with my eyes closed and it's a straight line so it's like you know i'm doing this back and forth back and forth and what i find is i start creating an infinity loop as i as i move through the 11 minutes so it's like my head starts sort of going up when i say satnam down wahe guru and then back and up and so i'm sort of weaving this infinite loop that is, I am truth and the word of the divine. And it brings them together. The reason this is such a powerful meditation is your body, your mind, every, your soul, everything is actively involved in this 11 minute process. So your body knows it's got to hold this position, right? You're holding the fingers, you're holding the spine straight, you're sitting with your legs firm. And then your mind, your mind is coordinating with your voice and the turning of the head. So your mind is actively engaged with satnam, waheguru, satnam, waheguru. And so in all of that, the body, the mind, your soul starts to come through and your soul starts to dance in that infinite loop with you. And so what happens for me is I 
hear a thought kind of like, oh, don't forget to do that thing. And it goes away. <laughs> and then, oh, you got to call that person and it goes away. And then suddenly in the middle of this beautiful looping with all of these old Sanskrit phrases, what happens is my soul starts to go, oh, remember that feeling? Remember that feeling of peacefulness? You're in it right now. Oh, remember you made a, a meditation at the beginning of the year? You should listen to that, <laughs> right? So then later I go listen to it and I'm like, oh, that was so beautiful. It's exactly what I needed and I can share it on the podcast. You're not, I'm not sitting in the meditation to get to that point of the soul telling me those things in my conscious mind. I'm not going, I need to go meditate and do that Kriya so that I can make sure I get my answers. It's not that. It's, I need to go sit and do that Kriya because there's so much going on. I can't even like feel peaceful. And when I feel peaceful, because I listen to my guidance, all of these magical connections start to happen. So you may find if you decide to do either one of these that you listen to one of the meditations or you do this, this movement here with the Satnam Wahe Guru, Satnam Wahe Guru, and your mind is like ping pong, ping pong <laughs> all over the place. And so you may not feel a lot calmer by the end of the 11 minutes, but there's at least a sense of your mind is starting to focus and your to-do list is just a little crisper. The next day, if you come back and do it again, you might find some of that peacefulness. The next day you might find, oh, this feels good. This is easy. And then the day after that, you're just blissed out <laughs> because your mind and your body and your soul have created this new harmonic this new rhythm. And in that, the mind and the body begin to work together and the soul starts to say, write all these things, all these things and do this. And so you're in the now moment, bringing it back to that now versus future. You're in the now moment, but your soul is giving you some glimpses perhaps of what your future can be or uh, what you can create with the possibilities of your future. And so your now moment will start to shift because you have these guidance nuggets that are going to take you specifically in one direction over another. Now, it's all open for you. It's all open because your mind, your body, your soul are working. <laughs> or as my daughter likes to remind me, uh-uh, soul body, mind. Let's put the mind in the place where it should be, which is not first. <laughs> the mind should be doing what the soul and the body need for support, not guiding the whole show. So there you go. That's the fun and the play that is happening here in my world, all about enjoying the journey. I am about to go play with some babies for a little while, and then I've got my group call tonight, and we are beginning some celebrations for the long weekend, 4th of July. It's just going to be lots of fun here, lots of gratitude for this country in which I live. As messed up as we are, as confused as we seem to be, we are still allowed the, the gift of free expression of me being able to share this my truth my truth with you <laughs> that is quite a gift in this world in which we live and i do not take it for granted so if you are an american if you are an american i uh, wish you 
or living in America and participating in this democracy in which we live. I wish you a very happy 4th of July. And for all those from around the world, I am truth. Let's, let's do this infinite weaving. I am truth. The truth is in me. And I am the word of the divine. <laughs> so good. Have a beautiful weekend, everybody. Thank you for tuning into this vibration of pure love. I invite you to join me in Viv's Energy Gym, where we are building a community of leaders in this new earth, exploring infinite embodiment, the soul aligning harmoniously with the human body and mind. You can learn more at mysouljourney.com. Let's take this message of Gaia's love out into all of our relationships and communities today. So much love from my heart to yours.